You are now listening to the Doula Road Trip Podcast. My name is Jarielle and I am a certified doula. After a quick and unsuccessful start in the birth industry over six years ago, I am returning in order to turn my passion into my career. In this show, I am going to share with you my journey and my hopes is that we together can start up and stay up doing the work that we absolutely love. This podcast will be a resource, it will be a tool, and it will also be a point of reference for you as you start your journey into birth work. I want to share everything that I wish I knew before I started and answer some frequently asked questions that constantly pop up in birth work even now six years later. I would love for you to be able to find inspiration, to find community, and to also be encouraged that the work that you love can absolutely be the work that you do for the rest of your life if you want. So let's go ahead and get into the show. Hey y'all, hey, welcome to another episode of the Do The Road Trip podcast. Of course, we are back with another Deja and Jariel edition of the show. I know you guys have been missing us (laughs) for the last couple of weeks. We have been recording, um, unfortunately, thanks to some technology snafus. It has not been actually posted on the podcast platform. But if you are following the Do The Road Trip Instagram page, if you are following the YouTube channel that we have up, that's actually underneath my name, Jariel Campbell, then you'll see video recorded content that goes along with the podcast audio content. So definitely check us out on those platforms. We had a fire session last week that uh, unfortunately my audio did not record on the podcast platform, but It's all there on Instagram, and I'll make sure to link it in the description as well as on YouTube. So I'll make sure to link that in the description too. So follow us, follow us on all of the platforms. I see a lot of y'all listening. If you have not followed the podcast yet, definitely to make sure to follow. If you have not followed us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, subscribe, subscribe. And it's always share. Sharing is caring and We want everybody to know about what a fantastic community that we have here and the things that we are doing in order to make sure that we grow and evolve this year in birth work and as business professionals. So if you have somebody in the birth work community who you love or even like or even don't like, definitely send them the link to listen to this podcast. We would love to have them to be a part of the community. So this week we want to talk about virtual doula work again. (laughs) Yeah, let's bring it back. Um, Deja's episode has a couple hundred downloads at this point. So we can tell that you guys are interested in what it means to take your doula practice online. And so we want to dive into that today and talk about the benefits of taking your doula practice online. So without further ado, um, I'll let Deja take it away because this has been her area in her space for the last three years. And so I don't know anybody who's covering virtual doula work like she is or doing virtual doula work like she is. So I'm super duper excited about 
all of the gems that we're going to drop on you guys for another edition of the podcast. Yes, y'all. I'm excited to be talking about this again. It's a a topic that keeps coming up that people keep asking questions about, um, trying to figure out where to get started and really in the space of a lot of people telling me point blank, like, hey, I don't know if I have a desire to be in person in the hospital space like I've been showing up. And so a lot of questions have been popping up, coming my way um, in my DMs on Instagram. Some people I'm connected to email wise. And so I'm like, let's touch on this again. Let's let's touch on it because I know we recorded back in December talking about my personal story as a virtual doula. Um, but yeah, get into some of the benefits and some of the the thing that I see, what's been beneficial for me and what I share with other people when they're telling me I really want to consider this. And so just a little more backstory on me without going into the full depths of it. The reason I started um, working online, bringing my birth business online was before the pandemic, really. So I was in the Air Force. Um, y'all, I don't never really tell nobody what I was actually doing in the Air Force because Y'all look at me like, how are you working with pregnant people and babies now? So I was missile maintenance. So some crazy um, military, top secret, you down in the tunnels type work, like climb down this ladder type stuff. So doing missile maintenance and absolutely that did not work for my life. It didn't work with the fact that I had just had a baby and that we were in North Dakota in the middle of nowhere with no support. And so... I swiftly transitioned out of the military after having my daughter for a few different reasons. Um, And it was just me and my husband, so we were still there. My husband was working like crazy, like gone all day long. And I had this doula training that I had just taken that I hadn't put into practice. I hadn't supported anybody um, because I was breastfeeding my baby around the clock and I had no child care and my husband was gone. And so I'm like, how do I make this work and do this love that I feel like I was called to in a way that I don't have to shelf it for a few years and feel that resentment build up of um, what I feel like we don't touch on a lot as mothers of the balance of it all. How do I be the woman, be the wife, be the mother, be the friend, be all these things for people and um what if I want to be the doula as well like does that have to wait because all these other things are happening and I didn't want that resentment to build um so here's a little more transparency for me I'm just going to be more a little more honest Uh, I told my husband point blank at one time I was like it was never my dream or desire to be a stay-at-home mom fully in a way of this is what I'm eating, sleeping, breathing, waking up, being a full-time mom. And so for my people out there who are full-time moms and that is your passion and that's what you do when you wake up, this is no shade. Please don't take it that way because that was my mom. We grew up um, having a mom who she was just, what's your activities? What do you need? And I loved it. And I told my husband, I'm like, that's never been my dream or my desire. And so while I do want to be here with my daughter, I want to see her grow up. I have this burning passion to share things about birth and about postpartum and motherhood. So fast forward a little bit again, before the pandemic even hit, I was like, this going to have to work for me. I'm going to have to figure out how I can still work with people in a way where I'm not having to figure out childcare because it just wasn't in the equation. 
So Walks virtual doula support um, with me trying to figure out what does it mean to take this online when all I'm seeing is it done in the traditional manner of you go to people's houses for prenatals to do comfort measures and birth planning and then you show up in the hospital space with them for X amount of hours, whether it's a quick labor or they have a situation where they're there for days on end and then following up with them postpartum and I'm like, it's just not going to work for me. And so I already have been trying to figure out what does this look like to take things online. And then absolutely the pandemic, March 2020 hit. I'm like, oh, like, so this is going to have to happen much faster. My little tinkering around trying to figure things out is going to have to happen immediately because on top of not having childcare, now the hospital is saying, no, like nobody's coming in. You are considered a visitor. You are not considered, you know, birth support or like another leg of a person in the room. Like you're considered a visitor, just like a family member. And no, you're not going to be able to come in. And so that's a little backstory of why I kind of got thrust into really trying to figure out how do I make this work? And um, aside from how to make it work, because what I realize now it's not really the factor of how to make it work. It's getting over some of these things with understanding what are the real benefits in doing this in this way. So to jump into benefit number one that I've experienced over these last few years of doing this is flexibility one in my schedule. And so um, being at home with my daughter not really having time that I could completely carve out um, consistently, not always having that support. It did allow me to have flexibility to say, okay, with the people I'm working with, you get off late, cool. I can schedule this call late, right? Or um, I can schedule it on the weekends where we're not having to schedule around um all these different things because guess what if i'm clicking on zoom we popping on zoom with each other it didn't take you know an hour for me to get my daughter somewhere and then 30 minutes to drive this place and then it didn't take all that up front it just took get her set up with whatever activity she got going on click on and we have our call and as soon as i click off i'm back to making dinner or playing with her and so that flexibility definitely was a big factor in the initial periods and then even now that's been a big thing so y'all me and Jario finally met in person a few days ago and because I'm working virtually I'm able to step away I'm able to step away and like leave the house and not worry that I'm on call so I need to stay in the local area I'm able to just keep my laptop with me go down the road we saw each other um, and I actually did have a call really close after we had met, but again, had my laptop with me, sit down somewhere quiet, pop it open. And so life can still continue with that girl. I didn't I'm, even know you I'm had a going, call. Going, going. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I didn't even know. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was sweating bullets, hoping that nobody needed me because I was all the way in Atlanta <laughs> for four days. Mm-hmm. And I, of course I have a backup doula, um, and I don't have anybody doing so. Really, April is packed, and then May, well, April and June, really, beginning of June. But at the same time, anything could happen at any time. So I'm sweating bullets like, oh, my God, I hope nobody needs me. I hope nobody calls me or texts me. It was a very quiet week, thank God. But, yeah, meanwhile, I'm sweating bullets, and 
Deja's living her best life. She looked fabulous. She was glowing all through the botanical gardens. And it was really, really dope to be able to see just the stress-free freedom that you have in your doula practice to be able to drive an hour and a half and spend a day and a half away and still be tapped in for sure for sure yeah y'all it's the flexibility and um I think the thing that comes with birth work a lot is this idea of complete self-sacrifice it's this idea that in order to be a doula let's talk about my doulas that in order to be a doula a birth doula that it requires complete self-sacrifice of your life and I will say yes in the traditional model sometimes it is like agreeing to the possibility of missing a holiday or missing a birthday or you know sleep you know compromising on sleep because this birth is going x amount of time so yes and what I have learned is that there's a way to show up and still do the work that you love that doesn't require you to give every piece of yourself and the things that you value right so something that we both share in common is a value of like freedom and the value to um, move around and do things that you actually want to do when you want to do it and how you want to do it and so traditional do the work sometimes doesn't fit in that frame of complete freedom right and so flexibility has been the biggest thing at that time and the biggest thing right now that is still that I hold dear to me that ability to schedule things far in advance and not have to worry about well what if I have a birth that month or all those things so that's the first thing the second thing the the funnest part of this of being able to work online with families is the ability to work with anyone anywhere and so I've worked with families who are in Georgia where I'm at virtually i work with people in connecticut i work with people in texas work with people in florida and so all these places that you know if i want to be a travel doula maybe i could have still supported them but that i was able to again be here present with my daughter be present with my husband do whatever and then pop open my laptop and i'm talking to somebody who's not in the same place as me but they wanted me as their support person to guide them to teach them um, and to still have that ability to do that has been amazing because I work with some really awesome families that I wouldn't have had the chance to do if it wouldn't have been for taking my business online, for them finding me in that way, and um, for us connecting in that way. And so I can't express that enough, that ability to know that I can make an impact in my local community, absolutely, but then to also know Hey, for this family that wants to work with me, this one couple I had in Texas, they're in Houston, Texas. And so the beauty in knowing that, I say this all the time, that there's going to be people who want to work with you because you're you. Aside from like all the other people and options and local options that they had in Houston, Texas. Like all my Houston, Texas birth workers, all the people I've connected with, the awesome people there that this particular family was still like, well, we want a doula like we want you and we want you even if it's online even if you can't be with us in person um it was just beautiful to be able to connect with them in that way and to witness how that's important to them right it wasn't just the local factor it wasn't just um even money right it was like well we want to work with you how can we work with you 
girl don't let me keep going 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 tell me if you got anything because i will no you're doing good i'm like oh love 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 because that's very very true too like i do feel like sometimes people think that like if I'm online, I'm going to miss out, right? Because it's so many doulas all over the country and it's so many local doulas and people will choose traditional birth doula support over virtual support every single time. And so it's good to know that that's not the truth. It's not. And that's what I learned with working with that family. Um, and they were doctors. So this was my family that they were doctors themselves. And so they had a lot of options, a lot of connections that they could have made and they still chose something different so we'll talk about that more soon y'all about some of the myths so that's kind of tipping into that but it's not true that people will always opt for the local option in person option there are some people who are like I want you and I want the way that you support and the way that you um, work with families so the third thing the third benefit I've seen with bringing my business online Again, it's kind of tipping into this myth part, but it's still a benefit that like telehealth is mainstream now. And so you can meet with your therapist online, right? And have like a, a call with them or get in a video type set in to talk to them. You can talk to some of your providers. Like if it's not something that you absolutely need a physical check for, but you're having symptoms about something um, or you have questions, you can meet with your primary care provider virtually. Um, there's a lot of people who have switched to this model or had a hybrid version where you can still get that same information, support, guidance, just in the same way. And so because it's becoming more mainstream, because families are more open to it, they're not so much like, what do you mean a doula online? Or how are you going to support me virtually? Um, because once you get over that factor of like, what does that look like? How can I still support you even if I can't touch you? Um, when you start to address those pillars of support that doulas provide where we don't just provide physical support, right? That's like a, a part of it that we can do, but we do offer information. I mean, a lot of information that they won't have unless they know the questions to ask or unless they stumble upon the right thing online. We are still that informational support, even if we are not in person with them. We are still the emotional support. Um, the same way that I can talk somebody through something, be there for them, is the same way in person as it is virtually. Um, technically, I really am still providing physical support because most of the clients I've worked with have had partners. And I just teach the partner everything that I would do anyway in person. And the partners are ready. They're ready to have some tools that they can use and to not feel so helpless in the process where I really want to be a part of this. I want to support her or whoever um, it is that's given birth, but mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. So technically, the physical support is not lost. Right. It's just in another form. In the best form, actually, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the partner gets to show up. They still get that physical support. Um, nothing is lost. I found that with supporting people online. I've not had anybody who has come back and felt like, okay, that was great, but I wish you could have given me this thing. Or I wish you could have been in person because of this thing. It's always been the same response that I got from the families I did support in person um, has been the same response, if not more, from the people I support virtually support them online because they're not I'm not taking anything away um, from the support that I'm providing to them if anything my cup is more full because I'm making this work work for my lifestyle and so 
I'm showing up with more sleep and more energy and um, my life fulfilled from being able to still be present with my daughter, to still give to myself. And so if anything, they're getting a better version of me when I'm working with them online versus telling myself like I must self-sacrifice like everything in order to be on call 24-7, day in, day out. Um, so let's roll into the fourth thing. The fourth benefit kind of ties into the things I keep bringing up. I keep bringing up regularly throughout this has just been the fact that it works even if I don't have childcare. And so I mentioned I was in North Dakota. We have since moved to Georgia. And so support looks a lot different now. My husband is not out of the house all day, every day. Um, my parents are very close to me. And so it's not like I have to even go far to get that support. Um, most of my family lives in Georgia. And so the support that I have for her is way better now. But even on the days when my husband has something to do and grandma goes and takes a trip wherever she's going, if I don't have support for my daughter, and my daughter's name is Kaya, y'all. If Kaya does not have somewhere to go, she can still be set up. Here you go, girl. You in your room. Here are your snacks. Here's the thing that you're going to get set up. She's at the age where she understands mommy is going to be on a call. You know how many times I tell her that, girl? I say, I'm about to talk to Miss Jariel, okay? And she, okay, mommy. And so she sits and does her thing. I know she's squared away. I do my call, which my calls usually don't go over an hour. And then childcare wasn't needed. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go anywhere. Nothing happened. I didn't right. have to reschedule. Um, Childcare was love squared it, away. Love it. Yeah, my daughter too, because all my Zoom virtual consultations, and now I meet with people on Zoom all the way to the last prenatal. So I'm always saying that too. Uh, I'm about to be on my phone. Let me set you up. Okay, I'll be mm -hmm. out in a minute. Absolutely. And my daughter's name is Jaciel. Jaciel was just like, okay, she grabs her stuff, she does her thing. Yeah, girl. It's um, it's something all that. It was a big factor for me in North Dakota when I didn't have an option. So now I do have more options and I'm grateful for that. But at the time when I didn't have options for people that I trusted to watch her, I supported all my families still. And my baby was with me. She was close by. She was taken care of. She got what she needed. Um, and even working with people who uh, this this is the layers of it, which can come up. So for some people, they're like. Is it unprofessional to have your kids around or what will so-and-so think? And I think that really comes back to um, some work that we have to do internally about the way in which you want to show up and knowing that, again, is my service and the information I'm providing any less because my daughter might say mommy one time while I'm on the call, right? Or for a lot of people I've worked with, is that even more human? And it has been humanizing of like, oh, like you're a doula. You are showing up, you're sitting down with us, you're giving us your all, and also you know what it's like to be a mom, you know? So it's it's providing them another layer of context that um, that goes beyond the support that I'm giving to them as a doula, but allows them, especially my first-time parents, allows them to see just like what life is like on the other side of being a parent where they don't have to give up all the things that they love and enjoy and the work that they do. And so I found it to be the exact opposite of like my perfectionist brain, um, which my perfectionism would tell me before, like, you don't need to have her around at all. She needs to be somewhere else. Um, 
And absolutely, you got to know your kid and know, you know, how to set yourself up in a way that it does work so that now we'll say that I'm not saying like she around here yelling, we not working through nothing. So that is a part of it of getting into a routine where she understands I'm having a call. This is what's about to happen is um, how it was able to work for me. Not having childcare was getting her into a routine of understanding. This is what's about to happen. This is what I need you to do right now. Um, and where my clients weren't like, oh, wow, like you have your kid right here next to you. And so childcare then um, was an issue. And so it was beneficial for me to be online then. And it still is now because, again, same thing. If at any point I don't have somebody to watch her, I'm not completely freaking out, right? Because I'm still able to provide exactly what I said I would provide to people. She just knows, hey, mommy's about to get on the call. She's like, okay, mommy. So the last benefit, y'all, this has been the biggest one. Um, The biggest benefit to working online has been that it's allowed life to happen, And so the biggest thing for me that's happened in the last year was moving. So I moved across the country. We moved from North Dakota back down to Georgia. And so that involves all the stuff that comes with packing up your home, um, everything from actually transitioning down to getting set up here. And so for a lot of doulas who are in the traditional model, Um, working at local hospitals, setting up in the local community, getting your name out there, because that is a big thing. When we start to talk about, oh, how do I find my first client? How do I attract my first client? The Some of the initial advice that comes up from the OG doulas, which is still valid, y'all, but some of the biggest advice is like, talk to the providers locally, connect with local, you know, other local birth workers, um, get your name in the community so that that word of mouth can spread. I'm a proponent of it. Like, I am absolutely the one of, like, if you know you're going to be there, absolutely, like, get out, connect with your people. Yes. And it didn't impact me. Uh, My business didn't stop because I was moving from one end of the country down to the other end. I still had my same clients. I was still marketing in a way that brought in new clients to me. So the fact of me not being tied to a physical location helped me to not have a break in the way that I was showing up. So I obviously took pauses when I needed to during the moving process, but it wasn't this abrupt, like we're moving in June and I can't start supporting clients until like August, September, because that's how long it's taken for me to set up, get to know people locally, get my name out there and have to reestablish. And so because everything has been online, there's been no break. There's been no break in the chain with expecting families and even my Black Birth Pros community. Like, there was no break in the chain from communication and still supporting people, still coaching people because I've built this model of being online and now it's almost like the local component is a cherry on top. I've just recently started connecting with my local doulas in the area and been like, Hey y'all, I've been here for a few months. I am here. I just wanted to touch base with you, but it wasn't something on my um, priority. It had to happen list because that's not how my business is set up. It's set up in a way that I get to connect with people all over the country and all over the world. Really, I just had somebody from the islands recently who I was talking to and supporting. And so um, 
those are the benefits that I've experienced personally. Those are the things that a lot of people are coming to me with where they're like, this one I didn't add to the list, but y'all, my people who are like this in person, going to the hospital, dealing with the shenanigans, the constant policy changes, the, oh, you're good today, but then next week something happened. Oh, I can't get into the room to support my client. I'm downstairs in the waiting room. My client didn't pick up like all this different stuff where you're like, now how do i provide this virtual support right so aside from like if it's going to be the main focus of your business this still has to be a conversation and something you're considering in the time of the pandemic because that's something story that we just heard recently me and jario speaking with somebody about how her doula wasn't able to come in the room for whatever different reasons and now a lot of times if you haven't had that if you haven't met with somebody online and show your client what it can look like to still receive support just in a different way, sometimes they're completely turned off to it. Not because it doesn't work, but because you've never met on Zoom before and you've never worked out the kinks of the technology and click this link and can you hear me like you haven't done that and so now when somebody's in labor and they are trying to focus on bringing a baby into the world, that's the last moment that they want to think about some zoom link and download this app and so a lot of people are turned off to it at that time and point because it's not something that you've introduced to them up front but it has to be something that you think about um for that very reason that we're not always guaranteed a ticket in the door every single time and so what happens what happens at that time that you say I'm planning for this home birth with this client. Everything's going great until things kind of deviate. And now they're not prepared to navigate the hospital. And they're not open to the support because they don't know what it looks like. And so starting to like factor in how virtual support can be beneficial to your life, but also how it can be a necessity for the clients that you're supporting if things just go differently than what you planned. Yeah, love it, love it. Okay, so that was the benefits. And I definitely want to make sure that we invite everybody to the next Doula Night School. So the next Doula Night School, we will be taking a deep dive into how to take your birth practice online, which is super duper exciting. It's going to be March the 3rd. It's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will be on Zoom. So you can access it wherever you are in the country, wherever you are in the world. There will be a limited replay. So for seven days, you will have access to the replay. And the best part is that we still have the early bird pricing of $20.22. This will be the last class that we give at this price. So you definitely want to hop in before the price goes up to $47. And the price will be going up to $47 soon. So if you are interested in being a virtual doula, if you're interested in what it's like to support people online, you do not want to wait. Definitely buy your tickets today. And seats are limited and they're already selling out. Like I told you guys, Deja's virtual doula episode is the most popular episode that we've ever had on the podcast so far out of the 62 or three episodes that it has been now at the time of this recording. So definitely, definitely don't wait. I have been looking for a really, really good like something about how to become a virtual doula, right? And it's been really popular for people to pop up with classes and pop up with courses about how to become a virtual doula since the pandemic has come up. And I can tell you guys as somebody who just consumes a lot of content and makes a lot of content, 
and I'm not just saying this because we're business partners and like we're we're doula besties. Like I haven't seen anything like what Deja gives and presents about becoming a virtual doula. Like it's not just about the technology in the apps because I think we've all sort of figured this out about like what apps we can use virtually, right? Like we're we're millennials, we figure it out. But as far as like how you really support people, how you really take a deep dive into coaching people and getting them a transformation that helps them to be like in charge of their experience and their journey like just more layers to just like here's how you operate zoom here's how you operate this here's how you operate that and then even worse the virtual doula courses that actually don't even talk at all about how to become a virtual doula and so you got swindle and it's like a watered down business course right I was thinking of uh, the Tinder swindler that's popular now on Netflix. Like, it's some virtual doula course swindlers <laughs> out here, and it's not a virtual doula course at all. It's a watered-down business course, and you're just sitting there like, I want every penny of my money back because now you've lied to me. And also, too, this wasn't even a good business course. So all of that to say, we promise you we always over-deliver. It's always two and a half hours. We always answer every single question and stay yes. until every single question is answered. And it's going to be the best $20.22 that you spend this year and that you invest in your doula business. We know you got a couple of extra dollars because it's income tax season. So definitely just come on and hang out with us. We will absolutely love to have you. Yes, y'all. Thank you for sharing that part. Absolutely come hang out with us. Come ask your questions. Come get an action plan and don't get stuck at not knowing where to start with taking things online because I promise you... It's not, it's not too much. It's simple action steps. It's ways to do it. It's ways to attract the clients. Um, and yeah, it is much more than the technical part. It's the part of the transformation that we love so much that we'll share more about in upcoming episodes. Absolutely. Okay, y'all. Well, we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll chat soon. Bye.